Yeah, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome, Black. Welcome, Black, to the Keep Your Keep Your Keep Keep Your Keep Your Keep Keep Your Crown on Crowncast. My name is JJR Morris, also known as Kyle the Conductor. I'm so happy to be rocking out here with y'all today. I'm privileged. I'm honored. I'm excited, guys. Yeah, man, it's it's been quite some time since we've been around talking, doing this thing that we do ever so often. And I'm just here to tell you, you know, what I've been up to. So in short... Uh, we've been fortunate enough, that's we as an eco foundation, to serve our community, make sure we have food and nutrition, uh, specifically in the neighborhoods that haven't had food and nutrition because of, I don't know, systemic racism and other things called food deserts, but specifically after the uprising or the Fed uprising, or uh, it has a bunch of other names as well, but either way, people are sick and tired, and uh, unfortunately, they've targeted their energy towards businesses that provide food and nutrition uh, for people who need it the most, and I call those raids. I don't call them riots or looting. I think it's just a situation where people need things and they forgot that, yo, my neighbors need things too, but have no fear. Us, along with Bunny Hot PHL and several other organizations, Food Not Bombs, have made sure that people have the food that they need. All right. So every day for the first two weeks after the markets have been broken into, we've been giving out food in those same communities. And then every week we've been giving out food as well. And not just are we giving out food, we're also offering jobs for young people in that community to make sure that they can give out food as well. And we'll break them off with a little something, something for their time. And if they want to set up their own spot on their own block, then we can help them out with that as well. It's been a really dope uh, opportunity, this junior workforce development program. The community has really come together. People that I don't even know from a can of paint, don't know from Adam, don't know from Strawberry, whatever it is people are saying nowadays. It was really dope to see them serve side by side, packaging fresh produce, shout the Village Produce 44 on Instagram. And... Um, yeah, providing people's needs, man. It was a really beautiful thing. So we were doing that. Still in the doctoral program. That's going smooth. The fourth fourth semester just started today. So that's been uh, that's been pretty cool. Uh, what else we got going on? Also doing this opioid internship with Temple University, partnering with Lincoln University. So that's been dope as well. Spending a lot of time with family and friends um, as I can distance socially or dist- physically distance rather. Uh, and the times we do get to interact is also nice. Um, that's really what's been going on. That's like the intro of what I've been up to. I may be missing some things, but um, well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come right black. So meet me after this. Sit right down. Listen up. Here we go. Let's go. Be back. Be black. Let's go. Welcome black, welcome black, welcome black. It's your boy, your man, Kyle the Conductor. I'm reflecting on 30, man. I'm turning 30 in a couple hours. And I think what the toughest part or most interesting part is that I'm transitioning into a new decade. Um, and 30 is like, you're 30 now. All this weight comes with this word. And I know we've done that before with other words like 13 or 16 or, or 18 or 21 or 21 or 25 or whatever but realistically things have as much weight as you as you allow it to but i want to reflect on the past 10 years of my life things i've learned in each year of my 20s so i'll start with 20 so boom 20 was a year that i was a junior in college i um well, I was a sophomore, into my sophomore year, and then became a junior. And what I was going through at the time was I had a child that uh, I thought was mine. Around my 20th birthday, I think I had just found out he was a boy. 
Um, what else happened? We we lived together. We moved in together that June. So I had just moved into this spot. We had the baby shower, ultra ultrasound. Um, of course, I mentioned that baby's first Christmas. Uh, only to find out the child wasn't mine on January twenty first, two thousand and. 11. Uh, but for some time I was raising a child and I was a proud father and you know, it was a, it was interesting, interesting life I was living. But I remember that, that Friday I found out, I emailed my professor and said, I, I think I want to change my department. I was an education major and I wasn't sure how I wanted to move on, um, in that field when I really had a passion for communication, specifically like radio TV and, um, kind of doing what I'm doing now, you know, entertainment. So I didn't know what edutainment was yet, so I changed majors and that Monday and dropped all my classes from that major and and yeah, that was that's what I did at 20, man. So so that was 20 in a nutshell. I'm riding the wheel right now. Shout out to Miss Penny. Miss Penny said hi to y'all. So uh so yeah, man. We're gonna talk about 21 when we come black from this break. Welcome black, welcome black, welcome black, y'all. Cause I'm black, y'all. Uh, we're talking about 21, man. Savage year. Uh, it was a great year for me, actually. It was a phenomenal time. I just turned 21. I was in summer one or summer two at Chen University, and uh, the guy named TC uh, Muse and True Class Osborne. Uh, we all went to Chen University. We had recorded a song called Dreamcatcher. You can still find that if you search Dreamcatcher. Chen University is out there. All right. Um, and then I went to my senior year. Like I told you, I changed major senior year. So I had to take 13 credits that summer. And then that fall and spring, I took 21. And well, I took 21 credits both times, as well as did like five internships. I was fortunate enough to uh, become a member of my fraternity that year. Shout out to Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, the Delta Pi chapter. Uh, it was a phenomenal time. Definitely the time of second chances. That was my second time pledging. So I really appreciate the opportunity to to throw that sign up and do that A5 and do the service and, and walk the walk, right? Um, so that was a phenomenal time for me. And then also 21, um, yeah, it was just it was just a phenomenal year for me, man. I graduated from the first HBCU, Cheney University, 1837. Numbers don't lie, gang, gang, wolf, we out here. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was it was really good time for me. 21 was was phenomenal, a way to finish up, finish strong. And um, and yeah, continue to chase my dreams. And I, I, I graduated with a master's. I'm sorry, a bachelor's in uh, mass communications with an emphasis on PR, man. So it's, it's beautiful how things come full surface, full circle. Um, that was 21 in a nutshell. All right. Be right back for 22. Y'all, welcome back. Welcome back, y'all. Uh, I'm back, y'all, because I'm back, y'all. Um, this year is 22. 22 was an interesting year for me, man, because I just graduated, so I spent that whole summer partying with my friends, Kashif, Steven, Aaron, Basil, Dave, Beans, Kita. We had so much fun, man. Uh, my frat brothers as well. So much fun, so much fun. Uh, at 1301 Allegheny's where we used to live, man. We still call that place 1301 because it was just like, you know, top floor. It was only, it was just a, it was a special time in our lives, man. We worked really hard. We partied around the clock. Um, I had a car that summer. I was working in Delaware. Um, it was just a really, really good time in my life, man. Things were really good. And then that fall, I, um, 
I remember having to go back to Cheney because I had a French class I needed to take. I did it for like one or two weeks and then, or maybe three or four weeks and then didn't do my fast for that year. So I couldn't, I couldn't stay in school. Um, so even though I walked the previous year, I never did my French class the way I was supposed to. So that was its own thing. But that New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve 2012 going in 2013, uh, we were at a kickback after hopping around with my homegirl Kida. We ended up at this spot that my boy Kashif and Steve and and um, and Dave and a few other homies was at. And uh, you may have heard me talk about this on the podcast before. So in short, um, there was a, a altercation between a group of guys and a group that we were with. And um, they, even though we shook hands and squashed it, one of them still decided to throw hands. So they're fighting for a few seconds. The shooter ended up turning the lights out by accident, bumped into the light switch. This is what he said in court. Um, shot my friend, Stephen Kyrie Johnson in the chest and in the arm. Um, shot me six times as well. My back, my side, my arm, my leg, no, I'm sorry, my foot. And uh, yeah. So, and my homie Kashif got shot in the bottom of the foot as well. And then this other sister named Ashley jumped out the window because she didn't know what was going on. They're breaking both of her legs. So it was a really traumatic time. Um, it was a lot of pain at that moment. It was a lot of, um, just a lot of, a lot of pain, man. A lot of pain. Uh, I was only in the hospital for five days. But during that time, I missed this janazah because um, in Islam, you have to be buried within three days. So um, it was a, it was a challenging time for our friend group to go from such a high of being around each other every day, partying every day, like we didn't have a care in the world because we didn't, looking back, you know, to to how things ended so so tragically, you know, and uh, it was tough to, tough to bounce back. And I had people travel hours to wait in the hospital room, the hospital waiting room for hours just to see me for 20 minutes before the next group came in. There's so much love and support. But then after that, the love and support just kind of disappeared. I mean, not really but i didn't have those distractions of visitors and people stopping by my house and asking how i'm doing and then they expected i was cool because i went right back to work right back to doing what i was doing and i finished my french class and everything ended up working out but um it was a really really tough time transitioning during that dark time i was drinking heavy i was smoking heavy i was still on heavy pain meds i was um just having relations with sisters just because and um yeah i was lost i was healing vicariously through people that were doing better my boy chief was going to therapy every every week and i didn't start going until i was 27 so 22 was a tough time man 22 was a really really challenging time so um so yeah i just say that to say um you know r.i.p to steve 22 taught me a lot and uh i had to give this particular chapter of my life a little bit extra time as i reflect on it so um yeah, but we bounce back, and I'll tell you how we bounce back in the next segment, which is the Jordan year, baby. Coming right back to you. All right, y'all, we back with the Jordan year, man. 23 with a money tree. Planted more, man. I've just planted 100 seeds. It's ironic because my mother was a love as an Emma. Anyway, that's Drake. Um, <laughs> if you're wondering. But nah, man, 23 was a cool year. Um, still a lot of a lot of turmoil. I was still uh, trying to figure out life and, and how I was going to um, get by. And, and I didn't have a job yet at the time when 23 first popped off. Um, I was still on heavy pain meds. I started running, though. I started running because I, I wanted to be a little bit healthier. And I didn't know at the time I still had a bullet in me. And because I still had that bullet in my side, because um, they don't remove all the bullets unless they have to. I didn't know that was a thing. But um, 
uh, it started to travel. And because it started to travel, I had this intense pain. I remember August uh, having to get a, um, a bullet removed from my ribs. And it was... Um, it was hard, man. It was really hard to bounce back. And, and I was bleeding over people who didn't cut me and uh, just hurt a lot of people in that, in that process. And I ended up starting working at a place called uh, a place that I no longer work at. Um, but it was a drop in center for homeless youth that between the ages of 13 and 24. And for me, it was perfect because I didn't have to worry about my problems. I could worry about someone else's problems. And that was probably the first time I realized what it was like to um, or probably the first time I did it. Uh, to serve in a way where you're putting your all into your work so you don't have to focus on your own stuff. And a lot of people in the service industry do this. And I mean service, I'm talking like human services. Um, we do this because it's easier than dealing with our own stuff. But then also with that, you have this transference of of, of everything that stems from your biases, your experiences and all that onto your coworkers and who, your participants, whoever you were set out to serve. Um, students, it could be whoever. So... I really also I just I was just so young, man. I, I just didn't have good work habits. And, you know, I didn't give that job everything it needed to be. And looking back, I know I got fired for um, I'll tell you about that. My chapter 24 I actually may put these two together, but I got fired for the right reason. I mean, for like what they told me, I know I did something wrong, but also I wasn't the best employee. But during that time, I learned a lot about trauma informed care, safe spaces, the sanctuary model. Uh, that's why I got youth mental health certified, um, serve safe certified. Like it was definitely a great opportunity, even though I made very little money. Um, but 23 is also when I moved out my mom's house about a month before my 24th birthday. And that was a whole new experience. I moved in with my homegirl beans and two other people. Uh, we all were renting rooms from this spot. My, it was a really, really tiny closet that I lived in for like $200 a month, but I had a cool backyard and, um, I had a huge birthday party looking back. Uh, honestly, I probably could have had a lot less people there cause them cats ain't really bang with me like that. But 23 was dope. And, um, I'm gonna take it over to the Kobe year, man. Uh, 24 has always been my favorite number. My birthday's on the 24th. There's 24 hours in a day, uh, a lot to do with that. And, um, the goat, you know, one of the goats, Kobe, um, so 24 was cool because that was my first time traveling. I went to Puerto Rico, not a huge trip, but to me, it was a lot. I didn't really have the money because I made like $15 an hour, 30000 $30, a year. But, you know, after taxes, it's, it's not much. And um, when I came back from Puerto Rico that day, I found out I was fired um, for allowing one of the participants to stay at my house before I left, of course, for my break or vacation. And the thing with that is I knew I was breaking the rule, but I really didn't care because he needed a place to stay. And at the time, I didn't realize that if I just would have followed the rules, I could have helped a lot more people. But he ended up becoming one of my good friends. So it's all good. Um, and I got fired at 1.30 p.m. I remember leaving, walking down the street, crying, like, <laughs> and talking to my mom. And she was like, yo, get yourself together. You're outside. You're in Center City. You need to, Center City, Philadelphia. You need to, like, pull over or stop or just get, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And she prayed for me on the spot power of my mom's prayers are phenomenal um but she prayed for me on the spot and i ended up getting a call at 2 p.m a full-time job opportunity to teach social studies uh for communities and schools in philadelphia and southwest philly which was a credit recovery program and allowed me to serve 16 to 24 year olds and pretty much catch them before they even end up in the spot like why have so that was a phenomenal experience. I'll tell you all about that more. That was chapter 24. Um, but why have set me up for, uh, well, 
oops, said the name, but uh, Community Schools of Philadelphia set me up for a lot of great things as well, and um, I wouldn't be who I am today. You may hear some things going on in the background. As you know, with the Keep Your Crown Out Crowdcast, we give it to you rough, rugged, and raw, so if you hear doors going, if you hear cars going, that's Miss Penny. Shout out to Miss Penny. It is what it is because I'm out here in these streets, man. Um, so yeah, 24 was popping, 23 was popping, and um, oh, 24 is also uh, what I didn't mention. 23 was when I met my ex, and we were together for a few years, and then 24 was when I think I made it quote unquote official. Um, so that was an interesting relationship as well, but I'll tell you more about that when it comes to the breakup for 25. All right, so so far, are you with me? We almost in the middle of my decade. Uh, thank y'all for rocking out with me. We'll be right black. All right, y'all, you already know what time it is. 25 time, baby, I'm 25, baby, I'm 25. I was actually thinking about a different song, but uh, whatever, it still worked because I said it and it's my show. Now, 25, 25 was cool, man. I went from being a history teacher to a dean of students. Uh, I really enjoyed my men's group when I was a, a history teacher, so I thought I would love being a dean. And um, it was cool, but I felt like an overseer. And that was the first time I realized like education is dope. Um, I really enjoy working with young people, but I don't like this this feeling of of like power that I have over these kids and um, and the powerlessness I have when it comes to to holding them accountable and making them making sure that they reach certain um, levels of expectation that the school sets, which isn't necessarily even just the school, but it's sometimes it's the district or whoever the funders are. And I remember this guy named Mr. Jones I work with. He used to say. Uh, we got a lot of daddies. We got a lot of people we got to answer to because we had the school district. We had the national organization and we had um, some other funder as well. It was like three different pots of money we would get our, our funding from. So I didn't like being a dean um, at all, but it was cool having an office, cool having a, a nicer salary. I think I was making 42 a year. And I think I was making 42 a year. Um, and it was cool. And that's what I was doing professionally at 25 and uh, 25 in my relationship or my love life um, was when I decided to cut ties with my ex-girlfriend. Um, it was January 2016, but I didn't turn 26 yet. And I remember I had a moment where I realized, like, as I talked about before, what my mental health and where that was after the shooting, I don't think I was in the right frame of mind to even be in a relationship with someone, but she kept me distracted and we both had a lot of pain and trauma so we healed a lot through each other which doesn't work and um, we bonded over shared trauma and that's also not a real thing so just being in a relationship that I knew wouldn't go anywhere because we didn't have anything past like I guess creature I don't say creature comforts or anything past comforts and um, the physicality of it um, I knew that I needed to be real to myself like i'm wasting this person's time and uh we broke up and uh, i was in my second apartment at this time i was living on my own um so that was a decision i made at 25 uh, i was fortunate enough to do so and um and yeah i bought a car i bought a car that march uh march 2016 and um that was my first car that was miss virginia or aunt virginia that was aunt virginia she was also a gold prius or a tan prius 2008 as well um but yeah man it was um it was an interesting time in my life. I was single again for the first time in a few years, um, or the first time in like a year or some change or whatever. And uh, 
yeah, summer 16 was around the corner. So you'll hear more about that. Actually, I'm gonna tell you on this part right here. 26. There's not too much happened in between time. Um, 26 was cool because it was the summer. My first time going to Atlantic Greek picnic. My first time um, doing more events. Oh, you know what I forgot to mention? I had an event space. No, I didn't have the event space yet. Um, oh yeah, no, 26. Yeah, so 26, that September, we got an event space called Venture Forth. It was at Eighth and Callahill, the old club shampoo. If you're from Philly, you know what I'm talking about. And it was cool because it was a co-working space, but it also had an event space inside of it. So I was able to do everything from baby showers to birthday parties to open mics to movie screenings. I could do a lot, a lot of versatility, and it was it was mine, or at least I, you know, was able to to use it right. And it gave me my first little taste of freedom. So, um, oh, I skipped over a very important thing. So before September 2016, there was Heart of the City. Heart of the City was an event I did with a guy named Dez the Designer. Uh, the is spelled T-H-A. Dez is D-E-Z. So Dez the Designer. Uh, follow him on all the things. Um, this brother and I did an event called Heart of the City where we had about seven or eight artists performing, uh, performing artists, dancers, singers, poets, pianists. Um, all come through to share their talent. We had 30 artists, visual artists and sculptors and jewelry makers share their talent. So the walls were covered with art, vendors all over the place. We had a spot called Indigo, Indigo Blue Design Co. Uh, now I think it's called something a little bit different, but it's on like 38th and Lancaster. And it was cool and we made a lot of money and we sold tickets and we planned it in only six weeks. I met him at an event with Bartram's Gardens. We were planning a, a concert, a community concert that I was fortunate enough to, uh, to host. And um, and this this concert, I mean, this event, Heart of the City, I made enough money that I was able to like take care of rent for two months. And we planned it in such a short amount of time. I'm like, oh, I can duplicate this success. But little did I know, it took a lot more to it. And I don't think I knew the secret sauce yet, but I'm like, oh, I have an event space and I could just do an event once a month and it'll pay rent and blah, blah, blah. I wanna quit my day job because I already wanted to quit. Um, that summer, I remember asking, I was like, I don't think I could do this. I don't like the way the kids talk to me. I don't want to be a dean no more. I don't want to be a dean no more. I don't want to be a dean no more. Don't want to be a dean. And um, I was tired of kids like, you know, calling me out my name and just like, where's your tie and go home. You're late and all the other dumb stuff. But uh, I didn't want to do it. So I, I got certified as a site coordinator and I was being... Um, trained to become what we would call an assistant well it's not an assistant principal but our school didn't have one so like one of those types of leadership roles and that was offered to me in july we had this dope event in august in september i got the event space so that was when i was like nah bro like I'm, I'm quitting my day job i like, guess it's, it's a wrap and i remember um september 1st i put my my one month's notice in and i, I just i love the school so i need to give them as much notice as possible and um, September 16th, 2016, I got my LLC back. It was Encore Entertainment Production Organization. Long name because Encore Entertainment was already taken. But uh, it was really dope, man. It was really, it was a rush. I'll never forget that feeling. I came up with a plan. I stayed up to like four in the morning, uh, just mapping out my success. And it was, it was a great feeling that I'll never lose. And I find myself coming across every now and then and i just i'll just never forget that moment it was really a game changer and uh recently i was able to to give my little brother um mike b a uh a llc for his birthday and i just know how much he appreciated that and how much he lit up and rightfully so i mean it was it's a game changer um so yeah that was 26 those are the things that really stuck out to me other things may have happened as well but i mean realistically 
that's what's really coming to me right now. I remember my parents now want me to quit my day job. They came together, had dinner, tried to talk me out of it, but they supported me every step of the way afterwards um, and before. So they just wanted to give me some guidance and I can see that now in hindsight. But um, in my upcoming book, I do have a piece about that that you guys can buy and find out. All right. So that was 25, 26, coming back with 27. I probably throw 27, 28 in the same drawing just because I don't know, man. It was some phenomenal years. We'll, we'll see. We'll see when we come back from break. All right. See you soon. Peace. All right, y'all. I'm in this, John. Uh, 26. I forgot something, man. 26 is when I, I started going to therapy. I got, I got confused. I got a little confused because 26 was in 2017, but it was also in 2016. And 2017 is when I started going to therapy. Um, I met this woman um, named Dequisha, and Dequisha um, was someone who just took my breath away from the second I saw her for many reasons, uh, mostly because she had a big head and I didn't know how she was able to keep it up uh, on such a weak neck. But um, but it's neither here nor there. One of the things that she said to me was, um, that she is my friend and not my therapist. And it's not fair to her that I try to inflate friendship and um, and lean on to her when in a way that means, when I really need professional support, I really need professional help. Like I, it's not fair to, it's to put that on to anybody, not just her, any of my friends. And they can't give us a, can't give me the support that I needed. And I think that was a, a turning point for me when I realized like, oh snap, I've always just been using women and friends, specifically women and female friends, I guess, for that matter, um, as my therapist, as my, as my safe place. And, um, bonding over trauma is, as a f- means to establish connection is never been a, a healthy thing, but it's something that I did a lot. Um, so that happened at 26. And the reason why I'm mentioning going back to this is because mental health is so important. We all have things we're dealing with from our childhood, from our adult, adult lives, from uh, navigating a world that finally recognized, hey, racism is bad. Like, yeah, no stuff. Like, of course it is. Um, or dealing with life after COVID. You know, there's a lot. And I wouldn't be able to keep my crown up if it wasn't for mental health. Oh, I'm sorry, without addressing my mental health needs and talking to a professional. Now, I'm not saying they're going to therapy every day every week, whatever you find something that works for you. I kind of go quarterly now as a check-in. Um, I'm actually due for a session. So, but, um, definitely, definitely, definitely go to therapy. All right. So that's something I forgot to say about 26. I may call this little part 26.5. Um, but something that happened soon after that was 27. Now 27 was an interesting year. Saturn's return was a interesting time in my life, um, where I was in therapy, uh, Quisha and I started dating, um, dealing with each other. We liked each other a little bit. And, um, and it was cool. Man, each other's families, like it's just a different type of relationship, a different level, uh, a foundation that was built on like friendship and communication. And, um, it's really changed the game. And, um, when I think about other things in my life that were going on at 27, 27 is when I decided to go to, um, back to school. I decided to enroll at Lincoln University for a graduate program because after I graduated from Cheney, uh, I was eligible for this scholarship called the Bond Hill Scholarship. And the Bond Hill Scholarship allows Cheney and Lincoln graduates to go to one of the state schools uh, in PA for free. And to use it, you have to go within five years. So it literally was going to like 
evaporate, just disappear into the abyss, and I'll never be able to use it again. So I was like, you know what? Let me use this drone. Let me go to school. I'm gonna go for educational leadership. I tried to go to Cheney. Shout out to Ron, RP to the real one. Um, I couldn't use a scholarship at the same school I attended for undergrad. So I ended up at Lincoln University, the second HBCU, but the first, if you're talking about who gave out degrees first, but that's a whole nother situation. Uh, but that school was established in 1854. And we know how numbers work. 1837 numbers don't lie, Cheney. Let's get it. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, going back to grad school was a game changer for me. I learned a lot about um, myself, my career, my field. It was just really cool. And I, I enrolled that May and to start that August, and I went from August until I graduated before I turned 20, 28. So I mentioned this, um, that year, like I, I did it, like they were saying, you can't do it. It's a graduate program. You can't double up on your credits and you're not going to be da, 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 da. I told my advisor, like, look, y'all don't know me, man. You don't know me, man. Uh, when I want something, I go get it. And I was able to take 18 credits in the fall, 21 credits in the spring. No, I'm sorry, 24 credits in the spring and graduate. Um, with the Masters of, of Educational Leadership. And I wouldn't be able to do so if I didn't have that initial push, if I didn't have that desire to do that. And I don't think I would have even thought I was worthy of anything else um, if I didn't start going to therapy. Like, it all goes back. And if I didn't have the support system, because as all of this is going on, mind you, I quit my day job. So I'm working around the clock. I'm doing Uber around the clock. Um, um, the event space shut down October of 2017 so i had it for a solid year made my money and i needed a new way and honestly it closing was better because it showed me that i need to own my own stuff you need to own your masters right and i was fortunate enough to uh to to see that lesson and the door closing so it, that worked out um 27 was definitely interesting for me and i'm fortunate that one of my professors the same professor who told me i wouldn't be able to graduate taking all these credits in a year and i graduated with a 3.96 the same professor told me uh one day he saw me bagging up wristbands and buttons i said keep your crown up and i told him about the program and i said it's linked to education and every time you buy a wristband or a t-shirt or a button uh, it goes to us funding our youth program. He said, just start a nonprofit, bro. Like, it'll go so much further. You don't have to do all this. I mean, it's still cool to do, but but realistically, you get so much more funding if you just start a nonprofit. So because of him, I took his advice in April 30 of 2018, the ECO Foundation. ECO stands for Education, Culture, and Opportunities Foundation was born. I couldn't have done it without his push. Um, I was sitting in a meeting with my homie, Anthony Abney, who at the time worked for Enterprise. I was in his office. Um, we were talking about issues in the community and how do we fix those things. And out of everything that we wrote down on the board, education, culture, and opportunity stuck out to me and eco stuck out to me. And it just kind of came together that way. And if it wasn't for that meeting with Anthony, I don't know what this nonprofit would have been called. But I'm fortunate enough to be able to say that I was able to get this. I got it through a company that ain't paying me to advertise for them. So if you want to know what it is, let me know. But I ain't about to just give them free game. Um, but yeah, shout out to Keep Your Crown Up. Um, shout out to the Eco Foundation. Shout out to Anthony. Shout out to Cheney University, which prepared me to go to Lincoln University. And all that happened at 27, man. 27 was a wild time. Um, and I got a story. I got a story for y'all on 28, man. We'll get back to that. All right, let's get it. y'all 20 great 20 great 20 great things that happened in 2018 2019 uh so 
that summer was the first year we ever did a program called Royal by Nature. Royal by Nature is a dope program at Bartram's Gardens. Um, it was originally started because there were some parents who said there need to be more activities for kids to get into in the garden other than just, you know, walk around. And a lot of things they can't do, like the boating or the bike riding, without parental consent. So we created this program, and the Eco Foundation led the charge. It was really, really dope. And... Um, yeah, that was the first time we ever hired people. And it happened again a little bit later in the school year, uh, that following school year, when uh, I was able to teach the things that I cared about, um, like professional development, social-emotional learning, uh, Black Thought, which was a really dope curriculum. Um, just all around, just dope, 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 right? So that was 28, and that was Eco Foundation. But what else happened was uh, my personal life. So my partner and I went to her hometown, which is uh, a city in Indiana. That's where she's from. She's in Indiana, Joan. Um, and while I was at her hometown, uh, it was celebrating a friend's wedding at that. So I'm sitting here cutting up, acting a fool in someone else's wedding. I get drunk off of insecurities, off of gin. I call it gin securities. And um, I said things to her that were hurtful and harmful while she was already dealing with family issues and things going on. I said uh, things to make myself look like an a-hole to some of her friends and um, people that she went to school with. And it just really all around wasn't a reflection of my royalty, my character, and it was a lower vibration of self, but it let me know that I wasn't as healed as I thought I was. What I was doing is I would go to therapy thinking I, I'd fixed it, I was cool, I was better, and then I would stop going. You know, I would have like this eureka moment and just stop having these moments. And that was when I wrote this poem called Seven Day Dose that you can find out more about in my upcoming book. But um, but yeah, it, it's it's important for us to finish what we start and continue to heal. Like healing is an ongoing process. Recovery is an ongoing process. The toll that alcoholism had in my life and and smoking uh, blacks and all of that, all that toxin and poison is, is it'll it'll kill you. And I think about the Saturn's return. And if you don't learn the lessons you're supposed to learn when you're supposed to learn them then uh specifically by 27 then by the time you're between then and 29 you're gonna have a whole lot of problems so 28 was quite the journey for me it was it was very challenging to say the least and um yeah 20 28 rather uh 28 was definitely an interesting time where i learned a lot about myself the company was growing too so um yeah shed a lot of tears but but made a lot of progress as well and that led me up to 29 um so 29, I'll talk about in another episode. Oh, wait, just kidding. <laughs> we'll be back after this break. All right, y'all, this last one is 29, man. It's where I currently am for the next 30 minutes, 30 before 30. And I think about... Um, a lot of things I've learned this past year, man, it's been a lot of growth. I started the year going to a vegan restaurant with my mom, my sister, my dad, my partner, Dequisha Jones. She out here with a queen, man. And uh, my, my homeboy, my partner in rhyme, my partner in service, uh, brother Oba Sanko for the Lyrical Soldier. Went to this vegan spot and um, it was cool, man. I had a really good dinner and it was just, uh, I remember it feeling so great and the year started off with a bang and I remember my battery died. I guess someone hit my car and the alarm went off and I went back to my car after leaving a restaurant and uh, luckily my dad had to give me a jump and my dad's been looking out for me significantly all year, man. Like I, Our relationship has gotten so much better. Like We bumped heads a little bit here and there, but it's really come a long way. And um, when you buy my book, um, you'll find out more about 
that story of my father and I, but it's been quite the road. My mom and I have been much closer leading up to my 29th birthday. I had a serious conversation with her about some things that I shared on last year's episode of Keep Your Crown Up, Crowncast, and um, we've become closer as well. Um, I've really just been fortunate enough to, to just really just continue to build and grow. I decided to, um, oh, at 28, I guess it's something I didn't mention. 28 is when I got accepted in a Temple University for this uh, doctoral program, a doctor in educational leadership. And uh, 29 is when I started. So um, I'm in my fourth semester right now. It just started today. And um, it's been quite the journey, man. I was going to quit at first. I'm so glad I didn't. It's hard. It's definitely hard. But I'm built for this, man. I'm built for built for service. Um, that's what kings go through. It's a part of my testimony. So I've really been reflecting a lot. And Eco has grown significantly. Uh, we've been having uh, part-time job opportunities, full-time job opportunities. And it's just been it's been phenomenal, man. It's just been really dope to be able to look out for other people and serve my community the way I've been serving my community. And right now, as I sit in this Airbnb and my partner is three floors up, uh, she could be on a roof, I'm not sure where she is, but she's upstairs somewhere and it's just me at a table. Um, about to eat these three tacos, the Yakianos as I call them. And, um, you know, I'm just thinking about this life and it's like I'm talking to God again. That's why this whole crown cast started. It started so that I could, I could just have a space where I could talk to myself and get my thoughts out of my head. And sometimes what comes up, you know, none of this is scripted. Some of the, sometimes the stuff that comes up is just like really dope, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna write that down. I want to turn it into a book. I'm gonna add this. Da, 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 da. Other times, it's just like I don't know who's gonna listen to this, man. But whoever's gonna listen, I'm thankful that you're listening. Um, this road, this journey has not been easy. Um, 2019 and 2020 has just come with so many things, and uh, in my 29th year. And as I exit my Saturn's return and I'm entering this next phase of life, I'm just thinking about all the things that I've learned so far and and how far I've come and how far I still have to go. I mean, 30 years down, if I want to make it another 32 more times, at least, then um, then I'm going to have to take care of myself. You know, the past 30 days, I haven't been drinking. It's hard at first, but it was cool after that. I ain't really been getting down with sweets like that outside of this past weekend. I was on the boardwalk. I definitely had funnel cake for breakfast, but um. But yeah, just you know, taking taking my health into my own hands and just being, being smarter with the decisions I make, because it's not about me. If I leave this earth today or tomorrow, there's a lot of things that can't get done. But also removing my ego from the situation and trusting in things that I've I've laid down, the foundation I've laid down, to know that the work will continue because I've been fortunate enough to inspire so many people that I look up to as well. So um, it's been quite the road. Um, it's been phenomenal, man. My siblings are great. My partner is great. My partners are great. My, uh, my family, you know, we're in a good space right now. So COVID um, taught me a lot about being quiet um, when I need to, uh, taking time for myself, being still. But it also told me that, I, you know, I need to do something. I need to stay busy. I need to live in my purpose. I'm not living in my purpose, man. It's like a dark place I can go to. And um, very few things can pull me out of it. So staying rooted in my royalty, keeping my crown up through uh, COVID-19 and, and um, the uprising that's taking place right now, the, the great reckoning, as the history books will call it, has been quite the journey. But I know there's a much, a much, much, much more um, challenging road ahead of me, but I know that I have all the skills I need to make it happen. And that's what 29 was, and that's what my decade's been. But I know that I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all the millions that came before me and all the millions that I'm I'm leading. Um, Who got who got next? You know, the kids, kids got next and kids shoot. They got now. So 
This may be my last episode for a little while, uh, much longer than any episode I probably ever dropped so far. But it's been reflective on this journey. Um, the book, Talk 30 to Me, the podcast, Talk 30 to Me, they'll be coming out when they come out, whenever they're meant to. Um, my other book that I've been talking about throughout this this journey as of now is called Royal Pieces, uh, The Second Story. Um, but only Lord knows what we'll call this book. Only Lord knows what time, um, only Lord knows only time will tell. So um, thank you guys for listening to the Keep Your Crown Up Crowncast. My name is Kyle, the conductor. Please remember to conduct ourselves more positively so we can conduct energy in a room more positively and ultimately conduct our people to freedom. And look, have no fear if your homies ain't there. You can still make beautiful music with the people around you. It's all about how you make those arrangements. So please trust the process. Trust your process. Protect your light. Keep your crown up. It's going to be all right. All right. Let's go. Hey.